Hebrews chapter 11, starting with verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. Now listen to this. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Our Heavenly Father, this morning as we have read your word, I pray that you would speak to us in new ways. Lord, some of these verses are ones that I've, I've heard time and time again. So this morning as we hear them again, maybe, maybe for the first time, but Lord, maybe it's, it's a new meaning, Father, as far as where it's applying to us right now. And Father, I just don't know if many times in my own history where I just felt like I needed you more. Like the old song says, we, we need Jesus now more than ever. And so today we ask that, Lord, as we've read your word, that you would increase our faith so that we can draw close to you and we can please you. Lord, because we know that without faith, it is impossible to please you. Father, we want to please you today. Speak to hearts, Father. Thank you for these dads who are here today. Lord, I pray that you would bless them, help them to, to raise up godly families. Lord, we praise you. We ask that you would work in mighty ways this morning. In your most holy name, amen. You know, guys, as we're looking at this this morning, faith is, as we read there in the first part of this chapter, it, it explains what faith is. And we, we did that a couple weeks ago. We were talking about what is faith. And, and faith is not a, a religion. Well, so when we're talking about faith in, in the epistles here, it's, it's not this, this idea of, of uh, you know, Christianity versus Islam. Faith, faith is something that God bestows upon his people. Faith is something that comes through hearing the word of God. Faith is the instrument that we can see the will of God and have a desire to please God. This morning, I, I don't know where you're at in your Christian faith. And maybe last week you heard the missionaries come and you're like, man, that'd be really cool to go to Kenya. That'd be really cool to do something in that that respect, something kind of big, right? Or maybe some of you left here last Sunday and you were thinking, well, there's a mission field here in Purim. The thing is, is that whatever God is calling us to as a church or as individuals, faith has to be there. And we can't even see the will, will of God in our lives unless faith is present. It's not some magical formula as you'll hear some preachers preach. They'll say that, you know, faith is like some type of, you know, magic, magic power. Faith is not that. Faith is a gift from God that comes through His Word. 
Now, there, are, there are pastors out there in the Word of Faith movement who will tell you that whatever you say will happen. How many of you guys have heard that before? Now, I'm not saying that we can't have positive thoughts and it's probably going to make us make better decisions and maybe focus on God, but here's what I am going to say. We cannot live by positive thoughts alone. Actually, I would caution you to, to, to live on positive thoughts at all. What you need to base your life upon is the Word of God. You can sit there and tell yourself that you're a good person all day long, but it's not going to happen. You're still going to be that miserable sinner that needs a Savior. You're still going to be, be that person who needs to, to, to reach out to God. So faith is this instrument that helps us to see the work of God. Last week, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of strange. Ashton called, and she was like, hey, um, we, there's this missionary. He wants to come speak at our church. And I was just like, well, that sounds really cool, you know? And, and, I, and I, I have to think twice because I like to preach. I like to be a, up here preaching the Word of God. That's what I do, right? And so bringing a missionary in last week meant that, well, I'm not going to preach, but somebody else is, right? Well, I'm so glad that that happened because, you know, it's not about who's up on this stage, but it's about hearing the Word of God. And last week, Brother Samare brought the Word of God. He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ here. And so as we're, as we're hearing the Word, we must understand it's not about the man that's standing up on stage, but what it is about is about the Word of God because the Word of God is what brings faith. And faith allows us to see whatever it is that God has in store for us. And we need that now more than ever, I believe. With all the turmoil that's going on in our world, which, by the way, I'm so glad Tulsa didn't burn down last night. You know? And it very well could have, couldn't it? We've seen other cities across the nation where things happened, and, and I'm so glad that, that Okies didn't do something really silly last night. Besides the fact that I love downtown Tulsa, and that's where Joni and I go for date night. You know, a lot of the time, that's where we like to go down there. There's all these good eating places. I would have been really sad about that. But more importantly, I think we need to understand today that that faith, faith can get us through times as this. Faith can get us through times that are difficult. How, how many of you today are going through a difficult time in your own life? You know, maybe, I don't know for me, Father's Day is always bittersweet. I'm so blessed to be a dad three times, but, but I miss my own dad. That's hard. You know, and I, and I think back on everything that he meant to me and what he meant to so many people in, in the body of Christ I miss the guy, but I'm not hopeless in this missing. This past week, um, it, it kind of, you know, it, it seems like stuff just kind of piles on you at once. You ever been there before? And uh, my great aunt, which would have been my dad's aunt, uh, she passed away back right in the middle of the, the pandemic stuff that was going on, and so they couldn't do anything. She lived in Yuma. Um, she's the last surviving member of, of, I guess, of my grandmother's family as far as sisters and things like that. Uh, she was the last one. And Aunt Mary passed away, um, and she, she'd been suffering for some time. But um, my cousins and, and others, they called, and they said, hey, we, we don't know what to do. And I said, well, you guys, if, if you're bringing her back here, I will handle the service. I will, I will get everything going. And so they, they showed up in, in, in Whitefield, and we had a service there. And I'm reminded as I'm standing around the, the tomb, <coughs> excuse me, the tombstones and all that of, of a family that have gone on before, I'm reminded of the fact that we are not a hopeless people. And I'm so happy that Aunt Mary, I know where she's at today. But I can't know that unless faith is in, involved in my life. Amen? Faith is that, is that knowing of something going on elsewhere that I can't see with my eyes. 
Just like when you, when you look with your eyes to see something in front of you, faith allows us to look through the dark times in life and to see God at work. C.S. Lewis says that I believe in Christianity as I believe in the sun and that it is risen. Not only because I see the sun, but because by the sun I see everything else. I believe in God, you know, in the same respect that it's through faith. I'm able to see God working in ways that actually in my mind it doesn't make sense. In my mind, you know, I would like to, my, my dad to still be here. I'd like Aunt Mary to still be here. We, we talked about the old family reunions. We'd all get together and play dominoes, and we'd rent out like a whole campground somewhere. I mean, there was a bunch of people. It was a big, big group of folks. And we'd get together once a year, and all, all of my grandma's sisters, they lived in California and Arizona, and they'd all come back. And we'd all be together as family. In my mind, that's, it should still be going on. In Daniel's mind, my dad should still be here. My dad should still be preaching on, on a stage somewhere this morning. But by faith, I'm able to see that God has a bigger plan. By faith, I can see that God is still here. You see why faith is so important? Faith is not just, well, I'm a Christian, and that's what you claim. That's not faith alone. Faith is being able to go through any hard, hardship that you may face in life. Faith uh, verse 4 there, when we're reading through it, faith allows us to see God's will. Faith allows us to see God's will. They mention Abel. And you guys know the story of Cain and Abel, right? And God, God was, you know, had told them what was an acceptable sacrifice to him. Cain didn't get it. You know, Cain thought with his heart. He thought, you know what, I'm just going to give what I think's right. But the thing is, is by faith, Abel was able to give what the Lord had said. He was able, even though in his mind it probably made sense too. I mean, you know, it wasn't the, the issue of this gift was good enough and this one wasn't, but it was the fact that God said, this is what I desire. And by faith, Abel was able to say, I want to do what God says is right. Now, in this day and age, the world's going to come at you and they're going to tell you, this is not sin anymore. Is that happening right now? Oh, that's not a sin anymore. You know, we, we live in a nation that okays uh, sexual activities that are not God's plan. We live in a nation today that, that, that almost glamorizes abortion. There's a whole movement of people that want to make sure that people can kill their babies. And I, I say it point blank that that's exactly what's going on in our nation today. And there's a whole sect of the church today that feels that they can be hateful to other people. <laughs> okay, all three of these, these issues, by faith, it may make, make sense to us, but by faith we can see that that's not God's will. No Christian should ever be hateful to anyone else. We're to live by love. No, no Christian should ever say, well, maybe abortion is okay sometimes. No, that's not living by love, is it? Taking the life of an innocent? When you see what I'm saying here this morning, it's by faith that we're able to see through the cloudiness of this world. We're able to see that, that, that what God has instituted, what God has set before us is correct. That is what we need to do. Abel was able to do that because of faith. And it says here that he was commended for it. You don't see any commendation of, of the man Cain, do you? Actually, in the story of Cain and Abel, Cain is cursed, it says. Cain is cursed, and there's a lot of, you know, people got these theories as to, well, what's the curse of Cain and all this? You know what I really think the curse of Cain was? It was 
not being able to please God because of a lack of faith. Because of a lack of faith. Without going into that too much, I mean, I think we can still glory in what we're talking about this morning, that faith allows us to see God's will. Real faith steps into our lives. It stops us in our tracks, and it gives us a clear vision. And what the church of God needs today is a clear vision as to what God wants for us. It's not about what a denomination wants or what a pastor wants. It's what God wants for us. It's not what the nation wants for us. Our, our president gave a big speech last night, and, and you know, he's, he's promising this and promising that. You know what? As good of a man as he may or may not be, here's what I want you to understand. That man can't promise us anything because he is not in control. Our God is in control. Things can change in a, in a flash of a, of, a, of a lightning boat. You know, I mean, things can just totally be different than the, than the way we started out our day. So, man, it, we're really quick to, to say, well, what's going to happen and what's not going to happen? But honestly, we're not in any control or any way able to say that. What we need to understand today is that faith is what we need. Real faith stops us in our tracks. It gives us clear vision. What this nation needs is a clear vision as to what God would want. That's what the world really needs today is the church to step up. In verses 5 through 6, we read about um, an, another patriarch in, in Scripture here. His name was Enoch. And Enoch, was, was, he was so faithful, it says that God just took him. Now, I, now we don't, again, this is kind of one of those things, well, what does it mean that God took him? And I don't know that we can totally understand it, but we'll, again, let's get back to the, the theme that we're talking about this morning. It was by faith that God took him. Now, I don't understand the dynamics And maybe I'm going to have to have a little bit of faith to understand this, amen? But what I can say is that Enoch is commended for having faith. And faith does something in the believer's life. You know, faith allows us to see the will of God, to see through the clouds. Here's what faith also does. Faith allows us to please God. I can sit up here and preach for hours on end, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm bringing God any glory. You can be the the greatest missionary that ever existed, but if you are not living by faith, you cannot please God. And what we can know from the the story of Enoch is this. Again, we don't understand all the dynamics. We don't understand what it means to, to, to be and to not be at the same time, which is kind of Shakespearean, I guess. But it says he was and he was not. I mean, I don't understand this, but what I can understand is that all of this happened because this man was faithful to God. And as a, as a dad this morning, I want to be faithful to him. I want to be faithful to what God is calling me to. And I, and I hope that you join me with that thought. That I, I don't really, I don't, I don't want to get all political and I don't want to get all denominational. Here's what I want to get. I want to get all faithful because that's what God desires. And that's the only thing that's going to please God is being faithful by having faith. And I can only do that by hearing his word. You see what I'm saying? I can't, even, I can't even brag about what God may be doing in our church or in my own personal life. It's, the, it's what the God above does in my life. Real faith leads us into God's presence. Real faith leads us into God's presence. You know, for a lot of you this morning, how, how easy it would have been just to stay in bed or just to sit on the couch and drink coffee. But faith led you here, I believe, this morning because you know as a believer that I need to be here to hear the Word of God. I need to be here to hear what what God may be saying to his church today. 
Or, or maybe, how many of y'all have ever been on a mission trip or you've done a mission here in the church? Maybe it was Awanas or something like that, and you didn't really want to show up, but when you did, it was like God just blessed your socks off. That's, that's living by faith. It, in our minds, it may make more sense to do one thing, but by living by faith, we can give glory to God. And the only way we can bring Him glory is by faith. The only way that He's pleased with us is by faith. Adrian Rogers said this, and I heard this on his own. I listen to him about every morning, so I'm a big fan of Adrian Rogers. But Adrian Rogers said this about the devil. Because I was trying to think, well, what keeps us from living faithful lives? And I know we blame the devil a lot. I think a lot of the times it's just us being humans. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. It's just us being stupid, right? We're dumb. But sometimes the devil does, it, does get in the way. And Adrian Rogers said, he says, if as a believer, if you've never ran into the devil, then you must be going the same direction. And I got to thinking about that. I, like, it's just, you know, how you get a thought in your head, and all week long I kept thinking about that. Like, if you haven't ran into the devil as a Christian, then you must be going the same direction. And I, if you think about it, like if the devil and his will is to do this, 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 and this, and he's walking this way, and you're not running into the devil, you must be going the same direction. But if you're going against the grain of what the devil wants for this world, the devil's going to come into your life at some time. He's going to get in your way at some time. The devil's going to, to try to cause disruption in your life at some time. The devil's going to try to get into the very politics of our nation at some time. The, the devil is going to get into the, the work of the church at some time if, if he's at all faithful to doing what he's doing, and I believe he is. But here's the thing. If we live by faith, there is nothing the devil can do that can knock us down as the church of God. If we live by faith, there is nothing going to stand in our way. Jesus even said that even the gates of hell would not prevail against his church. That's you and I today. Brothers and sisters, i got to tell you something. We don't have a reason to be down and out today. We have every reason to get into His Word so that we're more filled with faith than we've ever been before so that we can go forth and do what God's calling us to. That is the call of the church today, and faith allows us to please God. We are, that, that's, that's what life is about, is pleasing God. At the end of the day, when you go to a funeral, what, what's the last thing they usually say at a funeral? It's amen. If you, if you go to a Christian funeral, the last thing that's said at a funeral is amen. The thing before that is a prayer, right? There, there may be people talking about, you know, folks uh, and their lives and what they did and all that, but, but, but at a, a good Christian funeral that gives glory to God at the same time, the last word that you're going to hear is amen. And at the end of the day, all we have is Christ. Does everybody hear that this morning? All you have is Christ at the end of the day. And the only way we can please Him is through faith. It's through faith. And so we need that in our lives. We need that in our lives more and more each and every day. And faith doesn't make sense to the world. When you talk about your faith, you talk about what you're doing for Christ, a lot of people in the world are not going to understand why you do that, why you get up on Sunday morning, why you give. Why you go on a mission trip? Why, why you read your Bible? Why you pray? You see what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense to people, but the reason is because they're not living by faith. They're living by what feels right. It makes more sense for them to do what they want to do than what God wants to do. But by faith, that instrument that allows us to see God's will, that instrument that allows us to please God, there in verse 7, faith allows us the ability 
to answer the call of God. Faith allows us the ability to answer the call of God. Church, I want you to understand this morning, as a pastor, I can't even know what God wants us to do next unless I am deep in prayer, unless I am in His Word, unless my faith is growing, because there's some decisions we make as a church that sometimes you're just like, well, let's try it. I think God's leading us this way. By faith, let's try it. Two services every Sunday. That's a, that's a by faith type thing, isn't it? Because this could have either went really really good or really bad. It's, it seems to be working. But even when we're talking about what we spend our, our, our finances on here at church, or who you want to be your pastor, it takes faith, doesn't it? I'm in the, in the middle of uh, being a, a part of the, the, the transition team, is what we're calling it, because we don't like search committee. That sounds like a, I don't know. It sounds like a bad thing. Like you're going out and searching for a dead body, a search committee. Which we were like, we don't want to be a search committee for our DOM, for the, our association, right? But I'm, I'm honored to be a part of that committee, and um, so we're, we're, not a, we're not a search committee. We're not looking for a dead body somewhere. We're looking for someone that wants to live by faith. We're a transition team. We're going from one amazing DOM to we know God's going to bless us with another one. But as I'm a part of that team, I'm also reminded that we're not looking for necessarily a man. We're looking for a person who lives by faith. Because men are imperfect. Men are not, not perfect in any way. Yeah, even though we may try to be. I tell you guys the story of the first church I pastored at. I, I preached a sermon much akin to what I'm preaching this morning, how we're saved by faith. And, you know, and, I, and, and at the end of it, he said, you know, one of these days, he says, you won't sin anymore, and this will all make sense to you. <laughs> but the guy ended up dying, which tells me that he had sin in his life, right? I mean, if you look, read Scripture... Sin causes death, and this guy died a short time later, but he really believed in his heart of hearts that at some point in your life, you'll just become perfect and you won't sin anymore. But guys, I want to tell you something this morning. It's, it's, it's about faith in Christ that brings pleasure to God. And faith allows us the ability to answer the call of God. Real faith leads to real action. Does everybody hear that this morning? Real faith leads to real action. If you want to be a real saint of God, get real faithful. Get into his word. Ask God to grow your faith so that I, I can be God who you want me to be. Because I am only able to please you if I am living by faith. That's the only way I'm able to please you. Thomas Aquinas, he says this. He says, to one who has faith, no explanation is necessary. To one without faith, no explanation is possible. For a believer, we don't need an explanation as to why things happen, do we? Even when you go back to Genesis 1-1 account, we don't really need a scientific explanation as to how God created the world. By faith, we understand that God created the heavens and the earth. I don't need an explanation as to why Jesus went to the cross. I understand that John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his son. That's all I need to know. I don't need, I don't need to understand, well, what's the dynamics of blood sacrifice? I, I just understand that it has to happen because God required it. That's a, that's a God thing. And I can only understand that. That can only make sense in my mind. I can only partially wrap my mind around facts like that by faith. So this morning, you see why it's important that we grow in our faith? You see why it's important that we do that? Because if we're not, then, man, I'll tell you what, we're going to miss it every single time. We're going to miss it every single time. Faith leads to action. 
Now, we're not saved by actions. Amen? I don't want anybody here thinking that I'm saying, well, works save you. Because there's a lot of churches out there that tell you, well, if you don't give so much money or do so much time at the church, then you're not going to be saved. You're not going to be a part of our fellowship. But church, we're not saved by those types of things. We're saved by faith in Jesus Christ alone. So you see, as we continue to talk about this, I know for some of us, we're like, yeah, we believe that. Okay, that's good. I'm glad that you can agree with this, but don't let it go past your ears without really thinking about it this morning. It is by faith that we please God. Does everybody hear that? You dads out there, it is by faith that you're going to please God. You know, my dad was, he wasn't perfect. I know that. If my kids were here, they would say, our dad's not perfect. They've seen me throw a hammer or two. You know, they've seen me, uh, you know, do silly stuff in my time. They know that dad is not perfect. But, but really what I hope my kids could say about me is that, well, he walked with God. It was faithfulness that made him what we love. And I pray as my sons grow up that they become faithful, that they get into the Word of God. I encourage, I encourage Jed all the time, you know, and, and I try to be like my dad was to me. One thing my dad always said to me was, always do the right thing. He's talking to a teenager who's, you know, heading out on a Friday night in his pickup truck to go look for women, I guess. I don't know whatever I was doing at the time. <laughs> Kids nowadays just like to play video games. It's like super easy parenting, you know. It's like, eh, you know, you're just playing a video game. All right, well, when I was, when I was your age, I was out doing probably some dumb stuff, in my, you know. But the thing is, is as we're talking about here, this idea of faith, when was the last time you really just thought about that? Some of you are like, well, I'm, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I, I know. I understand you're at church this morning. I understand that, that maybe you, you put your Sunday best on, you got your Bible in your lap. But here's what I want you to understand. It's only faith that's going to please God in your life. It's not your works. All you that get up here and do music, that's not going to save you. All you that maybe get here early to help out with wiping down stuff or whatever, that's not going to save you. Brother Samari would tell you that being a missionary in Kenya is not going to save him. I'm amazed by that guy. You know, he's, they're setting up a missionary training, a pastor training there in the bush in Kenya. And, and uh, his brother is, is a bishop in the Lutheran church. And, and I'm really impressed with this because I'm like, well, I'm not Lutheran. What they were talking about it Wednesday night. And the Lutheran church in Kenya, they've broken away from the Lutheran church in Germany because the church in Germany has quit reading the Word of God in services. They've gotten away from the Word of God. Now, you know what happens when you get away from the Word of God? You get away from growing in your faith, and you get away from knowing faith. You can't please God. The church in Kenya said, you know what? We're not going to have anything else to do with you. And his brother is a bishop over like 127 churches in Kenya. Can you imagine? I want to encourage people like that. I want to encourage people who are stepping out on faith. That doesn't make sense for him to leave a well-established church in Germany. I want to get behind a guy who will hop on a dirt bike and ride for four hours to preach the gospel to a bunch of preachers so he can encourage them to go out and preach the gospel to other people and make more preachers. I want to get behind somebody like that. And in the world's mind, eye, that doesn't make sense. How can you change a country just by reading the Word of God? Well, that's, that's it. It's not just about feeding people. It's not just about helping people, which that's a big part of their ministry there. But if you take out the key portion 
of focusing on the Word of God, then people's faith will never grow, and all you're going to have is people who are fed for a short time, people whose medical attention has been taken care of for a short time. But as you guys know, we need eternal life, amen? Because without Christ in our life, we're surely a hopeless lot. We're surely a hopeless lot. Look at Psalm 3. I'm going to wrap it up this morning with this. And I hope some of y'all, and I hope when you leave here, you get some like really good food, you dads. I think on my plate today, I'm going to have me a pineapple upside down cake. So uh, Joni asked me, what do you want for Father's Day? And I said, you know what I want for Father's Day. Pineapple upside down cake. Psalm 3. Let's see faith in action here. You know, the, the psalmist here, he's writing about um, his relationship with God. And in just a few verses here, we see a testimony of the psalmist. Psalm 3, starting at verse 1. David's writing this, and this is coming from his heart. O Lord, how many are my foes. Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. Have you ever felt like that before? Have you ever felt like that before? We got a whole lot of people in our modern life who go around with this type of mentality. Have you ever felt like that? Down and out. As a pastor, I, I feel it sometimes. It, it's, it's, it's a hard job being a pastor, isn't it, Curtis? I, Curtis would agree with that. It's a tough job being a pastor. There's stuff people don't understand. And I know in your life, it's a hard job being you. I don't want to just hold pastors up. It's a hard job living in this world. And David was no different. He, he, look at his words here. He's like, man, these people, they don't think there's even, they think I'm bound for hell is basically what he's saying. There's no salvation for this guy and God. You guys, you reading it the same way I'm reading it? There is no salvation for him and God. This is what people are saying about him. I mean, he's probably cleaning it up a little bit, honestly. You know? Probably what people were actually saying about him wasn't this. They were calling him all kinds of stuff. But I believe as we look at the life of David, we see the importance of faith in his life. We, we see a man who, who tried to to walk by faith and not by sight. Look there in verse 3. But you, O Lord. Everybody say, but you, O Lord. It doesn't matter what the world says about you anyways. You know? Does it? If someone says, well, that Baptist preacher down there, he's blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter what the world says about me. It, it really doesn't. But you, O Lord... Look at this. You are a shield about me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. <laughs> this guy is depressed, and he says, God, you're the one that's shielding me. You're the one that's all around me. You're the one that lifts my head up. How many of you feel good when you sing praises to God? I'm a music person, but there's something different about singing praises to God and singing an ACDC song. There's something different, right? When you want to compare the two, I, I know music can, can be a great speaker to souls, and it makes us feel better, the beats, or the you know all this kind of stuff. But when we're talking about singing praises to God, it lifts our head up in such a way that we're able to see who God is, and we're able to be faithful, and to live by faith, and we're able to please God. We need to be people who 
understand who God is in our lives. David, sure, he had people coming after him. He had people saying he wasn't worth anything. But he says, but you, O God, are my shield. You, O God, are the lifter of my head. He says, I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. Guys, do you understand today that when you pray, that God hears you? A lot of us, yeah, we can say yes. Some of us at times, and I've been there, where I felt like I was praying, but it was like the prayers were just hitting the ceiling and coming back down. You ever been there? (laughs) But by faith, I understand that God is on His holy hill and He hears my prayers. I, I understand that even though we live in a tumultuous time, I understand that God still loves people, even though they may be so political that they're hateful, or even though they may be so political that they burn buildings down, or they say hateful speeches, or whatever, God still loves them. By faith, I can see that there is a sanctity in every eye that has ever been created. God created them. For us to hate, there's no place for that. There's no place for me to hate anyone. You guys know me. I don't get up here. I'm not preaching politics. I'm not going to I'm not pro Trump or anti Trump. You know what I want? I want our nation to get on their knees and to live by faith. That's what I want. There, there's there's no amount of politics that will ever save this nation. There's no amount of looting or rioting that will save this nation. See what I'm saying? I I see fault on both sides here. What this nation needs is faith. Because until we live by faith, we will never be able to please God. So today we cling to that. May we be like David, who even though he was so hated by some, he was loved by the one that mattered most of all, and that was God. God was his shield. God was the lifter of his head. Church, today I pray that you will lift your heads up by the power of the Holy Spirit, and live by faith so that God may be pleased. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads with me? Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you, your words have been read. And Lord, my soul is blessed today, not because of anything I've said or I've heard myself say today, but Lord, I am blessed by your word because I know today as I leave this place, I can be encouraged in my faith because You, O Lord, are my salvation. God, I pray that you would help us as as your church to, to live by faith and not by sight. Lord, that we'll live by faith and not by politics. That we'll live by faith and not by what the way we view social injustice or whatever. God, may we just be a people who value all other folks because we know that they were created by you. And Lord, we understand this. You're the only one that can redeem this broken place that we live in. Help us to proclaim your good news to the ends of the earth. Lord, help us to proclaim it here in Porham. Help us to be good American citizens that that are a godly influence in our society here. God, thank you for giving us the opportunity to have rights, to be able to vote. But Lord, Let us live by faith in all things so that you are glorified. And God, if there be anyone in this place today who has never asked you to be the Savior of their life, 
Father, I believe your Holy Spirit is already speaking to their heart. And Lord, today I pray that you would call them to repentance today. Because Lord, that's something only you can do. No sermon, no amount of explanation. It is just an amount of faith that you give them to see that they need you as their Savior and they will be called to repentance. God, would you call folks to repentance today? Lord, would you call people today who follow after you to grow closer to you and to live more and more by faith each and every day of their life. God, we know that you are the God above all gods, above all things. Thank you for choosing us and for loving us through your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross. Now, Father, fill us with your Holy Spirit as we go to do your work. Thank you for faith, God, because without it, we could not please you in your name. Amen. Thank you.